Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Why wear shoes or socks when you can parade around in the oldest piece of footwear in history to showcase your unwashed, unkempt foot? Now that's what I call a bunion. When you walk into a room, not only do you make a strong fashion statement, you also bring the aroma of stale corn chips. I hope he brought some chili dip. Even with the adversity of yellow toenails, four-inch toe hair, cheese in between your toes, you still rock the Air Jerusalem like a boss. <laughs> so crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Tower of the Toe Jam. You remind us all why we wear shoes every day. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. And Oscar Bush. St. Louis, Missouri. What's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, December 10th, 2023, The Who. I know what you're thinking. The Who's not 80s. Oh, yes, and the fuck they are. (laughs) All right, this song came out in 81. They got it in. One of my favorite bands of all time, The Who. This isn't my favorite song by them, but, you know, they're just legendary band. I am kind of mad at them, by the way, and if I haven't told you this if i did tell you i apologize but they are added to the list of the latest geriatric band trying to still do it and they know they can't roger daltrey who is like 85 years old i don't even know how old he is but they were a a very small intimate concert that they were doing and it was like 250 dollars it was general admission 250 dollars for a ticket to see the who and like this little you know it's, it's almost like the tla in philly or even like the trocadero Small little intimate venue, you know. And they get two songs in. And Roger Daltrey says, you know what? I'm doing too much damage to my vocal cords. Like, it's not even worth it for me to be here. Like, have a good night. And he walked off the stage. Second song for $250 a ticket. And they gave him a standing ovation. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, like I, I said it before. You know, Steven Tyler's vocal cords are bleeding. He's still trying to go on tour. Bruce Springsteen broke his hip. Like... All kinds of shit. If I could find it, I, maybe I'll do it later. I have this, <laughs> I got this one real Vince Neil, man. It's priceless. Now, it's not really podcast value worthy because you, you kind of have to see the video. You can still hear the horrendous singing that that, that, that guy does. But it basically like it <laughs> gives you subtitles of what he's saying. He's, pr- he's trying, he's attempting to sing Kickstart My Heart. Oh my God, it's the funniest thing. <laughs> I can't even give you an example to, to cite but it's freaking hilarious oh my god he's he's so he, you're, you're just fat <laughs> you're fat you're out of shape and you can't sing <sighs> god man all these people still trying to do it it's just it's just crazy 
Now, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but, you know, I, I can always count on my friend Amy. She, she's, she texted me, be, or texted me. She sent me a, a message on Facebook, and she said, you know, yeah, like, the, remember when I played that Mr. Mr. song? I think it was last week, or maybe been two weeks ago. And, and I said, like, I never understood what they were saying. And then I finally looked in the lyrics. They were saying Kyrie Illy Eason. And they say Kyrie Illy Eason. And I thought it was like they were singing about a woman, right? It had to be. And like maybe her name is Kiri Illy Eason. No, it doesn't. It, 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 that's not what it was. I'll have to go into my, my messenger here and see exactly. I think it was like Kiri Illy Eason means something like it's like peace, love, and Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Oh, hold on, let me see. Hold on. <laughs> She's hilarious. She sent me a. T- <laughs> She sent me a picture of a two liter of RC Cola. <laughs> well, let me see. Come on, it wasn't that long ago. Let me see. There we go. There we go. There we go. Maybe I maybe I went past it. I'm sorry. Hold on. It means Lord have mercy. The Lord have mercy. <laughs> so is that what you say? You know, like say your kids are misbehaving. Do you say like I'll carry Elise and <laughs> Lord have mercy? Because Mr. Mister had a way different, you know, way to use that, I guess. But good to be back with you guys as always and coming to a close in season three here. And what am I going to get started with? Okay. So I was in the King of Prussia. Hell yes. And I don't know why I didn't ever do a bit on this before because it's just, I've mentioned it before, but it was more of me talking about a reel about something. Okay. But when I walk into the King of Prussia uh, state store, okay, <laughs> they have this security guard, and I got to tell you, she's a character. All right, she's a, she's a character. She's like you know, she's a black lady, and she's always like you know, mixing it up with the customers and shit like that. Like when you walk in, how you doing, baby? Like she's she's one of them. It's just it's funny, you know. But here's the thing, okay, she's like three hundred and fifty pounds. And that was where I got to thinking. I said to myself, I'm like, if there's one thing that unilaterally we have gotten wrong as a nation from the beginning of time. Now, I'm not talking about like the Secret Service, you know, and like bodyguards for celebrities and shit like that. Okay. I'm talking about just run of the mill level security guards, (laughs) whether it be a liquor store, a supermarket, a mall, anything. I don't. What is the criteria that one needs to be a security guard? Because I sit here and I say to myself, I'm in this state store and I'm thinking, I'm like, as nice as you are, lady, I got to believe that I'm not going to feel safe if something pops off. <laughs> okay, I'm not. And in reality, security guards are just thieves at the end of the day. Think about it. Think about it. Okay, now in this new world where you can just run in and loot shit. Okay. If they run into loot shit, they are told, don't do anything. Like, don't let them, you know, just let them take what they take and run out. If somebody comes in with a weapon, a gun, let them do what they're going to do. Don't do anything. So when do you do, wait, what do you do? (laughs) You basically sit there for eight hours and just, what are you supposed to do? Look intimidating? Because most of the, most security guards that are hired, and I'm talking about a good 95%. Christ, they made a, a, a movie out of it. Uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. What the fuck was Paul Blart? What's Kevin James going to do? <laughs> so here's the thing. They hire 
95% of them they hire are just fat and out of shape. I guess they thought, like, oh, well, he'll, he'll look big and intimidating. It's like, no. <laughs> no. he's He's got a box of donuts next to him. <laughs> What's he going to do? I remember there was this one guy. I think it was in – I could be wrong. I think he was in Tower Records. Security guard Tower Records. He used to sit by, like, the front door. I think it was Tower Records. And this guy was large. Okay. He was like Baby D from fucking next Friday. Like, he would sit by the door, and when you would go to give him, like, your receipt to, like, to see what you got. Because you remember back in the day, when you bought a CD, it had a freaking crate attached to it that they had to, like, take off. And they always wanted to check to see if your receipt matched and all this kind of stuff. When this guy, when you gave him your receipt, he would snore. My fat ass be snoring and don't even be sleep just standing. <laughs> Fat little cupcakes and shit. This fat bitch know about all the new snacks before they even hit the street. All the bootleg snacks. The year 2000 snacks. And, and I'm like, okay, so <laughs> if I got up and if I just took the bag and didn't show you my, my receipt and just ran away, you think that guy's going to catch me? Do you think that guy's even going to get up? What does a security guard do? Other than sit there, <laughs> okay? Again, somebody comes in with a weapon, somebody comes in and loots, What's exactly what security is designed to do. You are told to do nothing. So what are you there for? To watch to see if people are shoplifting? Don't the employees do that? Like These, these places will pay for a uniform, for the, the fake-ass badge, for a flashlight, for a hat for a uniform for what and then you pay them hourly too that's a losing proposition i don't care who you are <laughs> i mean seriously oh god you see going to a bank <laughs> yeah it's like if somebody comes in here and what happens in the movies? What happens in the fucking movies when somebody goes up to rob a bank and everybody get on the ground and the security guards right on the ground with them? What is security for? <laughs> is it just is it just to appear? Is it like is it like when you when you have a camera and it says and, you, and there's a sign like you're being you're being video recorded right now and that's supposed to deter the criminal? Oh yeah, there's Big Steve, man. You don't want to fuck with Big Steve. Big Steve won the winging contest at Patty's Pub four years in a row. <laughs> like you never thought to hire like ex-military or maybe ex-police. You know, people have seen some action instead of a plate of wings. I'd feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> you know, if you got a guy, you got a military guy, ex-military in uniform. I think some people would think twice. Oh, wait, don't go in there. It's G.I. Joe works at that one. We ain't going to this one. You know what this is, Randy? It's a Ranger Choco. <laughs> Teaching those second lieutenants. Colonel Lickle, little pleasure. I bust your windpipe. <laughs> or do you want 600-pound life? I just don't understand security as a, as a whole to begin with. Because if you get the right candidate and they're allowed to do something, but here, let's just let's just hire somebody entirely out of shape who couldn't do something even if they were allowed, and then just let them, you know, loot the store, let them pull out a gun, let them do whatever the fuck. Hey, well, what are we paying them for? Down with security. 
Now, I need to debunk something right out of the gate here because I thought about this the other day. I saw a reel where a guy was getting sentencing for a murder, and the guy got like 28 years, I think it was, for the murder. The only thing was he didn't do it. A friend of his did it, and the kid knew about it and didn't say anything, and he's going to do 28 years in, in prison. Now, I, now listen. <laughs> Everybody says it until it's actually in their in their court. All right, let's just say, okay, let's just say that you didn't, and I want messages on this. I know I'll get them, but I, I, I want your thoughts on this. If your friend murdered somebody and you knew that they did it, okay, and you got framed for it, are you doing the 28 years? I love the people that say, I'm not a snitch. I'm not a rat. Okay, when you're facing, tw- when, when you're looking down the barrel of 28 years in state prison, are you just going to be like, yeah, no, 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 I did it. I did it. You're going to go give 28 years of your life because somebody else killed somebody and then they get to walk free just so, just so while you're rotting in prison, they can say, oh, he's a stand-up guy. I'm singing like a canary. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't give a shit what you say. Now, here's the thing. All right. If if you like this is how Cosa Nostra got ruined, by the way. If you take the oath in the mafia and you you know you prick your finger with the blood and you do the whole thing, okay? If if you do that, you're signing a contract. Okay? You're basically saying if you get caught, you do not roll over on us. And then, you know, of course, the FBI introduced the witness protection program, and that basically made that oath meaningless because that's in the in the in the late seventies, early eighties is when that shit started, and everybody started singing. Okay, but you took an oath. If you you know, then you have to do the time. And the thing is, when you take that oath, you know damn right and well that this ends one of two ways: dead or in prison. That's just the way it is. So you got to know prisons on the docket. So if you roll over, you know they're going to put you in in, in Salt Lake City, Utah, with a fake family and a fake name and, and fake everything. You got to live the rest of your life like that. Can't even get decent food. Right after I got here, I ordered some spaghetti with marinara sauce and I got egg noodles and ketchup. I'm an average nobody. Get to live the rest of my life like a schnook. And, you know, so, so what I'm saying is that's the thing. You take the oath. You knew you were getting, you knew what you were getting into. All right. But if I didn't do a crime and I know who did it and they're, and they're, and you're going to put like, okay, maybe, maybe a year in prison, maybe, but I'm sorry. I am not sitting in prison. If, if that happened to me today, I would get out when I'm 73 years old. You think I'm giving up the rest of my life? <laughs> Just to, just to be a stand-up, to say I'm a stand-up guy? Oh, he kept his word. Yeah, I kept my word. Now I got three hots and a cot while you're out living living the, your best life. Not happening. <laughs> okay? Not happening. I'm sorry. So for anybody who knows me, don't kill anybody. All right? Because if they come to me looking for answers, I'm pointing right at you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. I, listen, man, you can say it. See, a lot of people say it because they know it'll never happen to them. You know, it's easy. It's easy to say when it's when it's not, you know, right in front of you. 
It's not right in front of you. I'm sorry. Tweet. Tweet-a-lee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-
<laughs> like, it's only a matter of time before I take out an entire family. This is happening, okay? So I'm I'm trying to be vocal, you know, as I'm doing this. I'm like, I'm like, I'm new, I'm new, I don't know what to do. I'm telling I'm like, I'm like, get out of the way, get everybody, get out of the way, get out of the way, Arthur. Right now, the problem with this was here's another thing they failed to teach me what to do on the goddamn bunny slope was stop. I had no clue how to stop. I'm like, why did you guys even take me to this level, man? Of course, they did it to fuck with me, I think. Now, here's the problem. I had to stop eventually, and when I got down to the bottom of this hill, I'm probably doing about 90, and I'm going, I'm, I'm headed for the lift. And there are, there was 100 people standing there. And I'm like, I'm going to take these people out in bowling alley fashion <laughs> with my little fencing poles and my skis. I'm going to go to jail. What do I do? I don't know how to stop, and I can't be taught in, in <laughs> on the fly like this. So I took a dive. <laughs> I took a fucking dive. Russian judge gave it a fucking eleven. It was beautiful, and thankfully I didn't. I don't know how I didn't injure myself, but I didn't. I even got a little ovation from from the, from, the, from the lift people. <laughs> So they, so then they finally, you know, my friends were just, you know, they were doing their little shuffle back and forth. They come out like eight minutes later, like, yeah, what happened, man? <laughs> what do you mean, what happened? You saw me go down here like Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm like, all right, well, that sucked. I'm like, you guys ready to go get some beers? And they're like, no. <laughs> like, this is, we're making a day out of this. A day? I mean, so let me see if I got this straight. I'm just going to keep on going up that lift and keep on putting my life in jeopardy and others. And then just dive bombing it at, at the end every single time. Sooner or later, I'm going to break a collarbone. Or worse. I went up like two more times. Now, one time I fell. Like very early on because I was trying to learn how to do that little zigzag thing. And I, I fucked up. And I fell down. And his fucking friend, Guppy's fucking friend, came over and he like, you know, you know, like... You can, like, fling snow if when you stop. He flung it all over my fucking face. I'm like, you know what? You want to get these skis off, level the playing field. Until then, I got my fence and pole. I'll fuck you up. Try that shit again. <laughs> it was not pleasant. All right? So I did that, and I went up one more time, and I, I kept, kept trying that zigzag thing, and I fucking... I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Now, we were way up this hill still, and I was like, I'm done. I'm like, this is it. I'm like, I'm going into that bar and I'm going to get shit faced while you guys play in the snow. All right. So I took the fucking skis off <laughs> on the hill. I said, fuck this boycott. I, I knew I wasn't. I knew when I agreed to do this, it was a bad idea. So I picked up the skis and put them over my shoulder and I'm walking in my little ski booties all the way down the hill. <laughs> And as I'm walking up, everybody's there's that guy that fell. I guess he gave up. You know, and I went into the lodge and got shit faced. I was like, I'll, this is this is more my speed. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into this here bar. All right, I'm, I'm gonna wrap my teeth around a few brews while you guys go and be ridiculous. I'll meet you in here when when, when you're done. Oh my god. If you've never gone skiing before and you have a desire to, don't. <laughs> I'm only kidding. 
fulfill your dreams, live your life, do what you gotta do, break a knee. I don't know. Meanwhile in China. <laughs> oh man. This is this is just this is beautiful. All right. Do you know how far they are ahead of us? <laughs> I I had a, an issue. I had an issue with a program I was having the other day, you know, and I I went to our IT guy, you know, like like what's going on here? And I told you, I was like, I was like, what does it take to be IT in this country? Like what, like what qualifies you to be IT? Because every time I have a problem, the guy don't know what the fuck to do. And 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 I said this before on the show before. It's like, yeah, we'll just order you a new one. Is is that again? You're the equivalent of a fucking security guard. What do you do? You know, are you just here to say we have an IT guy, or do you actually know anything? Because the guy doesn't know anything. All right now, th- th- there's an American way, and then there's the Chinese way. Now, if something like that happened, all right, and the Chinese went to their IT person, that IT person's going to say, "Okay, here's what you need to do. Okay, hit hit Control Alt F C seven, and then hit F five, and then go here and go into the code of the website. All right, now you're going go to go into the code of this program, and you go down to the bottom. You're going to see three left parentheses and three right parentheses and two semicolons. You got to replace one of the semicolons with a colon and make the and flip flop the parentheses and then, and it's a whole big elaborate thing. And the user's like, yeah, all right, yeah, no problem. Where do we want to go? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do this. Meanwhile, in America, they're like, did did you did you clear your cash and cookies? <laughs> oh man. You know, you're having an issue with an appliance. You're having an issue with anything. You know, and it's not working. You go to China. All right. Yeah, I get a Phillips head screwdriver. And you got to take this little bracket off. And if you get that bracket off, you just it it lifts up like a little flap. And then you're going to see three screws, a red wire, a blue wire, and a green wire. If you see any, and they're, they're going through this whole thing. Meanwhile, in America, oh, you're having a problem with it? Oh. Did you, did you turn it off and turn it back on? <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> People roll their eyes when I talk about this kind of shit, but this is the absolute fucking truth. That's the big solution. Oh, just turn it off, turn it back on. Are you clear your cash and cookies? Or the or the ultimate one. Oh, did you did you do a reboot? <laughs> Whenever there's a problem in America, we just turn it on and turn it back off, turn it off and turn it back on. And then if, then what? If it, if that doesn't fix the issue, what do you do? You call somebody. It ain't got no gas in it. And they don't know what to do. We're fucked as a people. Man, I watched a fucked up movie the other day. Well, I mean, not fucked up, but it was like, man, that's fucked up. And I don't even know like what prompted me to look. It was on YouTube, as a matter of fact. And I think I was like scrolling down something on Facebook, and it was a, it was basically one of those things where like they'll tell a story about somebody, and it said like you know like here's it like relive the story of Linda Lovelace. Now, the only other time that I've ever heard Linda Lovelace's name in my life was I think it was Joe Dirt when David Spade was 
was wearing a shirt that said like I killed Linda Lovelace or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? And then when I saw it, I you know, I'm, you know, I, I go to look at the movie. All right, now Linda Lovelace, if, if everybody knows, was was in the most the the largest grossing porno movie in American history. It grossed like six hundred million dollars. All right, and it was called Deep Throat. Now, I you know, I that's that is always something like when you were in second and third and fourth grade, like when you know the, when the cool kids would talk about shit like that. You know, they were like, "Oh, fucking Deep Throat." And I, you know, I didn't even know what it was. All right, but apparently it was the technique that took the world by storm that they weren't doing. See, now here's the thing: back in the '70s, like porno was like taboo. You know what I'm saying? It was just like one of those things that, like, you know, it was like a it was like a, a black market thing that, like, it wasn't mainstream. It was like like it is now. No, it was nothing like that. It was it, a lot of people. It was it was shameful. Like it was a shameful thing to do, and it was like a lot of people wanted to get rid of it. It was a whole thing. All right, and you know, like they and <laughs> before I even go any further, if there's one thing I've never understood is, and I, I never will as long as I live, why do they have? <laughs> Oh my god. Why do they have pornos in movie theaters? Do you think about that? Like, no wonder Pee Wee Herman got caught. <laughs> like, seriously, you listen, okay, for, for the most prude people out there, okay, you're not watching a porno because it's fine cinema. Okay. You're you're doing your it's it's a vehicle. And, like, why would you play it in a movie theater? You know, it was like, oh, well, Pee Wee Herman got caught jerking off in a movie theater. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? <laughs> like, that's what porno is for. You know, when you, like, Jack Horner and Boogie Nights, you're trying to make a, I want to make a film that's going to be <laughs> a film. It's a fuck movie. <laughs> a film. Fuck out of here with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I just never understood that, man. I never understood. Like, ever see them ones, like, in Philly? Well, they have these in the city, too, where you just go into, like, a... <laughs> you go into, like, a masturbation booth, and, and, and you look through the glass, and there's, like, there's women in there doing whatever. They put on a show for you for, like, ten bucks. What kind of a show? Think of the weirdest, craziest shit you'd like to see chicks do. I mean, these chicks do it all. They insert things into any opening on their body. Any opening. Can we not talk about this now? The Jizzmopper's job is to clean it up after each guy shoots a load. Because practically everybody does it right on the window. I don't know if you know this or not, but come leave streaks if you don't clean it right away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Like, seriously. I mean, I mean, at least that's semi-private. But you're leaving that. Listen, think about this. You're leaving the house to go masturbate. It's, it's almost like you're playing Uno and somebody hit you with a reverse. You go home to, <laughs> to do that shit. But in a movie theater, like say you got like, like, let's say there's 100 seats in there and 30 of them are taken. 30 people are going to sit there and just watch the movie? It's almost like entrapment. No? <laughs> Like it's, it should say like on the door where it says exit, it should just say no holds fucking barred. Go in here and do whatever you want to have an orgy. Knock yourself out. Like, like that's how we're going to roll here. I just don't get it. 
All right, so I, I decide to watch the movie. Now, a, a big reason why I was invested was because Amanda Seyfried played the titular character, no pun intended. I could watch Amanda Seyfried sit on a chair for 90 minutes. <laughs> All right, so she plays the character, okay, and turns out she meets this guy. It was Peter Sarsgaard played his fucking husband. Anybody knows who Peter Sarsgaard is? He is typecasted because he's a creep. All right, he, he's he's just a creep or he's a villain in every movie he is in, and he's just a cringe, a fucking cringe fest. So he meets Linda Lovelace, and he's you know he's a, he's like a he's a sleaze bag. The guy was just a sleaze bag, and she took a liking to him, and then you know whatever, and they and they go to get married. Now this guy, you know, again supposed to be the provider, especially back then, like in the seventies, it was like yeah, I got yeah, I got this. You know, this is before you know, the dual income that was needed in a household to survive. So he knows like now, now again, porno wasn't a big thing. All right. But apparently he knew, he knew some people. Okay. Of course he did. He was like, that. porn was sleazy back then. And then this guy knew those guys. Right. So he, you know, he, now he's doing things with her and the way that he was with her, like in, in like, in like this, the scenes where they were intimate. Oh my God, it was gross. It was so gross watching this guy operate. But uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> He fucking did. He hypnotized Linda Lovelace to do the deep throat technique. She was the first person to ever do it. All right. Now she's, and she said something before it. He's like, I don't, she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could do it. He's like, listen, I'll hypnotize you. And she's like, you think that'll work? And yeah. And, but he was doing it for him. Right. And then after that, like he can't find a job. He's got no money. He ain't doing anything. He goes to the fucking porn. He had this whole thing mapped out to, to begin with. He goes to the porn directors and goes like, I got somebody for you. Her and I made a movie last night and I want you guys to see it. And they, and they see it and they see her and they're like, guy, like she's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. All right. But she's not the prototype that you need for porno. All right. I mean, I'll show you the prototype. And again, they call some girl in and she's, you know. 36, 24, 36. And, the guy, and, and Peter Sarsgaard's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> there's a catch. Like, wait, there's more. And then they put the movie on, and she starts doing that. And, and both the porn directors, their jaws hit the ground. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, holy shit. Seriously? She does that? <laughs> right? So she goes on to make Deep Throat. Now, Linda Lovelace was in the porno industry for 17 days. And made, made the highest grossing porno, I, the shit I talk about, of all time in America. All right. Now, here's where it gets worse. It's one thing to like, okay, you're going to hypnotize. The hypnotist thing just was weird. But if you're going to do it to make things better in the bedroom, I guess, I guess, okay. But if you're doing it for a motive of using that technique to make money, now you're a sleaze ball, And I don't know how he even talked her into it. So she gets out like she didn't want to do it. Like she after, after the first one, she's like, I don't want to do this. Like this is not what I want to do. But this guy's a sleaze bag. So all right, you don't want to do porno? Okay, then here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna you, I'm gonna start whoring you out. He didn't say it. He would just meet with a guy, make a deal, get the payment, and send her in the fucking room. And she was just so submissive. She was like, okay, fuck it. And then the worst thing in the whole goddamn thing movie happened. All right. He fucking, he, how you can do this as a human being, he paid like six guys to go in and fucking run a train on her. 
and she's sitting in the bed, like, and, and these all these guys come walking in, and she starts screaming her husband's name, like, "What? What the fuck is this? What, what's going on?" And they like pin her down and gang rape her, while he's outside of the room counting the money. I'm like this fucking scumbag, poor Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> I'm like, I'll save you, baby. <laughs> but dude, seriously. And it wasn't like he was using her to do it because like he, he was in love with her. And I'm like, how the fuck, what, what sick, twisted fuck would a hypnotize her to be able to, well, and I guess the, you know, that, that movie made them a bunch of money. And then like, I don't know what the hell happened, but what would possess a man to do that with his wife is just absolutely beyond me. I couldn't believe the goddamn thing. I'm up against a break here. So, <laughs> oh boy. This week's one an asshole is good. It's not going to be predictable. Okay. But let's just say that he is in my top three. I would say he's probably at the top of the list, but he's definitely top three of my most hated people of all time. That's fucked up. Get off my lawn. And right on the other side, I got a story about it. It's going to be a quick one, but what what a dipshit this fucking guy was. I just got to share that with you. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Back after this. Hey, guys. Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two... What's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field because he knows the game he knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials he's going to have shoddy labor and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again then two years later get the same thing done again two years later get the same thing done again when you could have just called chris the first time and got it done right the first time when you call chris jackson he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry, and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website, and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy Chris. Action Jackson, 
C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors. CJacksonContractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. All right, back with more of the C-Rod Podcast. Patty Smith. Man, what a pioneer she was. Made famous with the band Scandal. This was this was her solo, but she was the Scandal. They did that, they did a Goodbye to You song. She was a pioneer for New Wave, man, because she really came in right, right at like the beginning of it and the inception of it. And she had the voice for it. She had the look for it. She, she, was, she was perfect. And, the, and, the, and here's the thing. It's like the, the title of this song versus what the frick what they're putting out there today. God damn it. Listen to this. I am the warrior. <laughs> you would never hear that today. That's offensive. It's offensive. That you're saying you're a warrior. That's offensive. <laughs> now, Patty Smith was great. And, you know, I, I'm really pissed off. And I, I kind of knew this was going to happen anyway just because people never shut the fuck up about it. But I, I, I've had it. I've had it. I, I'm, I'm at the point, okay, where I hope Taylor Swift's tour bus fucking O'Doyle rules itself way off of a fucking cliff somewhere. You know, like the bus goes over a banana peel and, and she just goes overboard. She was named Time Magazine Person of the Year. For what? <laughs> For fucking what? God. Like, when is it going to go away? When is it going to go away? I see her everywhere I fucking go, and she's a bum. <sighs> Person of the Year? What are you? What are you doing? What are, what are you going to, to to Sudan and digging irrigation dishes? <laughs> like a fucking something about Mary. <laughs> that was a great scene, man. Do you remember that scene? And, and there's something about Mary where he's bug, like you know, like he knows that like Magda's bugging the phone, so he goes and like sits outside of her house and then has his friend fucking go over the script about what a great guy he was. <laughs> that I gotta tell you, man. There's something about Mary is a fucking comedy classic. Like I remember the first time I saw that movie, man. I was la- like, it's hard. Like when I watch movies, okay, like I'll laugh, but like, like when you have a movie that makes you gut laugh, like on numerous occasions, you know, it's like that one did, and and Austin Powers, two. I remember I saw that in the movie theater. I, I fucking dude, I lost it. <laughs> the first time I saw that movie, you kidding me? Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was great. But no, seriously, what does Taylor Swift do that, that makes her this great person other than fucking sing for 12-year-olds and fake date Travis Kelsey? To net her person of the fucking year. Are you kidding me? And here's the thing. I, I talk about, you know, I just talked about Patti Smith, okay? If you take the decade of the 80s, Okay, and I, and you know, there, of course, everybody is tiered. You know, there's there's like the elite tier, and then there's like the first tier and the second tier. Okay, for women, all right, the the, the elite tier is Madonna, Janet, Whitney. 
Like those three are the top. They're the, they're the cat's pajamas. Okay. But then you get into like that next level, you know, like Pat Benatar and Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, you know, like all those, all those, you know, Taylor Dane, like I played the other week, you get into there. I got to tell you, all right, elite, elite level, notwithstanding, because that's not even a contest, but I would put half of those second tier people of the eighties up against Taylor Swift and they would fucking eat her up. All right, I'm done with Taylor Swift. Now, before I tell you this story about this complete fucking dipshit, I do got to bring something up because you guys know me, okay? When a celebrity passes, unless it's somebody that I've really fucking liked, like a Ray Liotta, you know, or something like that, I'll usually make light heart out of it. You know, I'll play the, you know, oh, Paul, he won't see him no more. Or the, this guy here is dead. You know, I'll, I'll play those clips and I'll just, you know, because celebrity deaths really mean nothing to me. You know, and, and I, again, we, we as Americans put way too much stock in fucking celebrity. Okay. I, I don't know what the obsession is with that, but either way, you know, when somebody dies that like actually contributed something, you know, it's a shame. It, you know, it's a shame. And this guy was, I mean, come on, this guy was on borrowed time, but Norman Lear passed away the other day at age 101. And that's a shame because that guy was, he was a, another one like Patty Smith. He was a pioneer. And for anybody who doesn't know who Norman Lear is, he created sitcoms back in the seventies and eighties that, 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 that touched on social issues that people really didn't do yet. He was the first person to do what he did. And he was great at it because he was taking serious issues in the country at the time and making comedy out of it, you know, and then that again, I mean, it's comedic minds comedic minds that, that just do great things that you're just like wow like the just the way that like the, you know it, the timing of it and what he did he he okay so let's go through his resume he created all in the family the jeffersons sanford and son good times and a few others i think he did like the facts of life and a few other things all right, but those first four or five that I just named, they all touch on race, and they all and they and they make comedy out of it. I've played Archie Bunker on this on this show before, and the premise of that show was great. Right when it was actually happening, you're you're looking at like, all right, Archie Bunker, who's like an old curmudgeon, he's a freaking bigot, <laughs> you know, and he's got his wife Edith, you know, who like no matter what he does, she supports him. Okay, it doesn't matter if he murders somebody. He's like, oh, Archie, that's okay. Like it didn't matter. And then, you know, her, the daughter, Gloria, and their uber-liberal husband, Meathead, as Archie referred to him. And basically, the show was ran about how it was going on in that family and and the arguments between Meathead and Archie were, were basically the predominant fucking thing of the show. And it was great. It was fucking great. But at the time, oh, my God. You know, it, it's genius of what they do. I, all right, so so for those of you who don't know, you know, the Jeffersons, okay? That was probably, God, it's one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. I fucking love the Jeffersons, okay? And George Jefferson was actually a spinoff from All in the Family. Like, George Jefferson lived next door to Archie Bunker, and then they had their powwows, which were fucking hilarious. And then the Jeffersons, <laughs> the Jeffersons got a spinoff. And I got to tell you, man, Sherman Helmsley, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody, could have played George Jefferson other than Sherman Helmsley. He, he he was born. He was fucking born for that role he was. 
All right. Now this is again. Now this is how t- how different TV was back then versus what it is now. Okay. Now they lived next to a couple that not next door. They lived in the same building as an interracial couple, and they became friendly. And <laughs> so that added a whole dynamic, as you could imagine. Let me just play this clip here. This is from the Jeffersons, and this is how TV was back then. George, why do we have to fight so much? If we have a problem, why can't we just talk it through? Like Tom and Helen, they don't fight. They don't fight because they're scared to fight. What's that supposed to mean? You know damn well what it means. If you two ever really started going at one another, inside of five minutes, he'd be calling you... Don't say it. Nigga. He said it. to me. We've had lots of fights and it's never happened. Oh, and don't tell me it never crossed your mind. No more than it ever crossed my mind to say the word hunky to talk. Well, how come you said it just then? Come on, let's go. That's the best idea you've had all day. Now you listen to me. (laughs) Could that guy have gotten any whiter? But that's what it was, man. That's what it was back then. They were allowed to say that kind of stuff. And Archie Bunker, my God, he just, it didn't matter. It, like, it, it didn't matter who it was, Chinese, Arab, black. It, it didn't matter. He had a name for all of them, <laughs> you know? But, like, it, 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 you know, it poked a comedy finger at those issues. And, th- and that's why Norman Lear was an absolute genius, okay? Now, they did this a few times, but it was only good once. All right, but ABC would bring Norman Lear in and they would get they would reenact episodes from like his shows. And the first one was the best one and then it, it wasn't it just lost its zip, okay? But they did an episode of All in the Family and they did an episode of The Jeffersons, right? <laughs> and they casted it perfectly. The only questionable cast member was Woody Harrelson played Archie Bunker, which was kind of weird, but he knocked it out of the fucking park. And uh, Marissa Tomei, she she stole the show. She was Edith, and she was fantastic. Okay, and and then, you know, I forget who played the other people. But they did an episode of All in the Family where George Jefferson was in it. And George, George Jefferson was played by Jamie Foxx. <laughs> he was fucking... He was terrific jamie fox there's nothing really he's not fantastic in but he's he 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 was george jefferson right and it turned out that he you know it was live they did it in front of a live studio audience you know so like no delay no nothing and he muffed a line and he just went off like like just to try to fix it (laughs) but he he never broke character like he he, he, just listen to this this is freaking great I'm going to say what I got to say to my brother, and I'm going to get out. I'll gladly hold the door for you. Him? Mm. Ever since I was a little boy, I would always beg my mother for a little brother. But you know, we was broke. So all we could afford, all we could, all is live. <laughs> Everyone sitting at home just think their TV just messed up. <laughs> All we could afford was you. He's cute. 
look it up if you want to see the scene. But like that was fantastic because you know he he just he was quick with it. You know he's like he was fumbling. He's like we couldn't afford we, 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 we it's live. <laughs> And anytime you heard like an applause break, it was because the entire cast was laughing their fucking asses off. <laughs> did you ever notice? Did you ever notice like the two emotions? Okay, like laughter. Well, they're not emotions, but they're things that are caused by emotion. Laughter and crying. <clears throat> Have you ever noticed that both are way worse when you try to hold them in? You know, like, that's the one beauty. Like, when SNL was, like, Saturday Night Live, when it was actually funny, like, do you remember, like, like, <laughs> like if you, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is Matt Foley, you know, when, when Chris Farley in, in a van down by the river. Like, when he was doing his thing, you saw Christina Applegate and David, David Spade, like, they, they, they lost it. Like, they just, you know, it's like, when you're trying to hold a laugh in, it's just so much funnier. Same thing if, like, if you hold in, if you're trying to hold in a cry, you can't. <laughs> you just can't. You know, but watching that all in the family, and I did, I watched that live. As a matter of fact, my dad, yeah, yeah. My dad texted me, and he was like, I think there's something coming on ABC that you're going to want to watch. Because he knew I loved All in the Family and the Jeffersons. He knew that, like, those are my favorites, you know. And then there was an episode of the Jeffersons afterwards, and that, that was fucking great. Now, Louise, Louise. She was played by Wanda Sykes, who I just don't care for at all. But she she still did an okay job. But like with her with her whiny nasally fucking voice versus like the real Wheezy, who was like Barry White, <laughs> it was what it was. But it was really good. Then they tried to do Good Times and something else. It just wasn't as good. It just it just wasn't as good. But that was great. And God bless Norman Lear. And I didn't mean to take fourteen minutes to talk about that, but he was great. He was great, Norman Lear was. All right, now on to this fucking asshole. I thought that this was an unprecedented thing. When I talked about this a couple weeks ago, about that guy when I went to the Wawa, the guy that went and f- went into the, the weapon cache, also known as the donut case in Wawa, it's like how he, he fucked up like seven times in a three-minute span. You know, usually you see somebody fuck up in a store, Maybe you see him fuck up again, you know, but to do it as many times as that guy did. I didn't think that was ever going to happen to me in my life again until yesterday. Now, I had to go into any supermarket. So where I was going, it used to be a shop, right? And now it's an Acme. I just don't even understand that. Like why? If it's if it's if it ain't broke either way, I'm not an Acme guy because they're shit. They're the most expensive supermarket in America. All right, but you know, I was like, finally, I didn't need to get a few items, you know. So I go in there right now. No, I'm like, whoa, 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 I didn't even get in there yet. Now this guy that was at the Wawa, I told you, was like, if I can see the timing of like when we're going to arrive at the door, if it's the same time, then I'll, I'll wait. You know, I'll wait. I'll let them go. You know. So I pull up into the parking lot, and as you guys know, I park like right next to the cart return, so I can return my cart to the cart return easily. Unlike some people. All right. So I pull into the parking lot and a guy drives right by me. Like all the spots around me were open. Guy drives right by me on my right hand side. Okay. And then, and proceeds to go into the parking spot right in front, catty corner to the right of me. 
All right. Now, his first mistake was he was driving a Prius. Okay. And, and I knew it as soon as I saw the as soon as I saw the guy pull up. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna wait because I'm not gonna walk shoulder to shoulder with this guy all the way up to the fucking thing. No, I'm not doing that. So I just waited. I was listening to a podcast anyway. So I so the guy opens the door. Okay, and and I see his foot come out of the fucking Prius and it goes on the ground. Then he gets up. This guy was a big fucking galoot. All right, he was an idiot. He he looked like an idiot. I just I saw it. Like right? I'm like this guy's a schmuck just for the way he got out of the car, <laughs> and he's driving a Prius. I'm like this is this isn't going to go well. This guy had to be about 55, 60 years old. Okay, and he was not even in the supermarket yet, and he's already on the phone. Now. He did the move. He did the pickup truck driver move, but not quite the way a pickup truck driver does it. You know, I've ripped pickup truck people on the show before. Whenever they're on their phone in the car, they never use the Bluetooth. They take they take the phone and they hold it right in front of their face. I I, I never understood that. Like, don't put the phone to your ear. Put it in front of your face. I, I, I But this guy did a modified version of it. He just held it like six inches away from his ear. All right, now, the, like, the assholery is now mounting. Everything that he's doing is he's adding another layer of asshole onto himself, right? This is the next one, and I, this one I just didn't get. And I'll give you a few versions of it because for some, some people might know this move as a different thing. All right, he was doing the Biden shuffle. Now, the Biden shuffle is, you ever know, like I said this before about him on this show, where... He does that like that that when he when he comes into a room he does like that fake jog like he's like he's being announced at a basketball game like when they announce the lineup they just go he 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 does that but he's not running but he's not walking it's just kind of bouncing it's weird it's weird it's also like you know when it when an Asian woman follows her husband around like they do a little hop it's it's like a it's a, it's a half because their their steps become smaller. I and mean, I don't know why that happens. They do like this fake little jog, but their steps are so fucking small that they're kind of hopping. It's 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 weird. I'll give you an obscure one, okay? And meet the parents. All right, when <laughs> the guy it was he he wasn't a really big part in the show. But they were, when they were playing volleyball in the pool, you know, and he was like, "Hey, you think you can make that shot, fucker?" He was like, I don't know. I, 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 I think I'd have to be pretty high. And De Niro's like, I bet you would, Panama Red. The guy that was next to him, he was an older guy. He's in a couple movies. He's kind of like a character actor. Well, the one the one scene where they have to, he's got to race home. They, they got to race home from dinner. They get to the house, and the guy and the guy's like, like he goes up to Ben Stiller, and he's like, you're crazy, but he was drunk. He's like, you're crazy, and then he shuffled off. It was that shuffle. I I. I, I there's no other way I can explain it. I've given you three examples. He was doing that. All right. Now he, you could tell. It, well, I no, I, I guess you couldn't tell. I, to me, I thought it was his first time at this acne, but you know, this guy has given me no confidence in that he's got a brain cell whatsoever. So it might have been his 97th time, but to, to the naked eye, the guy was there for the first time because he didn't know where to get the carts. He didn't know where to do nothing because again, he was on the phone. I gave this guy like a 50-yard head start. 
And now he's going across like the street to get like to the front door and he's looking for a cart. And I'm like, okay, I could start my move now. Yeah. I got, I got right up to the carts and he was right in front of me. Like he just got his cart and now he's in front of me <sighs> pushing the cart with one hand and on, on the phone with the other, just like that fucking ditz, ditz bag who hit me in the hip last week. I truly believe that it, it, it now in this day and age, in this day and age, what the fuck is this world coming to? I think that you should have to fucking take a test to fucking operate a shopping cart. I mean, it's it's the most rudimentary of tests that you'll uh, that you'll ever have. However, our society is that stupid. You should have to take a test where you got you know you go you got to go through like a little maze you know. Little obstacle course type of thing. You hit two cones. Those could have been people. Those could have been guests at her wedding. They were cones. Of course, that'll never happen. But so now, okay, so now we're in the vestibule going into the supermarket. Okay, and he's 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 in front of me and he's moving. He's he's still doing the run, but he's again he's moving slower because of his small steps. And I'm like, it's going to be a month by the time I get past this guy, you know, like because he's we go in and you're at that row, you know, the like the the row that's where the cash registers are, where all the interior aisles are. OK, this guy passed by four fucking aisles. OK, there see the people. It's like when you're in a supermarket. OK, and you need to get something, even if you've never been in that supermarket before. All you got to do is take a glance down the aisle and, and kind of know, like, this is where I need to be. Like, if you need to get water, like, you, you look at the aisle and it's like, OK, like if you if you get to the edge of the aisle and the, and the last part of the aisle has a, like a vast assortment of energy drinks, that's probably where the water's going to be. But do you ever see the people who go by each fucking aisle and they got to read the sign? This guy was doing it, okay, but when he did it, he had to, like, he was leaning to the right and, like, down diagonally as if like he was looking up at, like, a movie screen. like, and, and every time he did it, he made himself wider to the point where nobody could get past him. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to just kick this dude right in the back. You, you know, like, I, I was so mad. Because, like, as he's doing it, he had the dumb look on his face. Like, I'm on my phone. I don't know where to go. Where do I go? Right? So, finally, finally, he, he kind of half turns down an aisle and then realized he was in the wrong aisle. Now, again, you got to keep in mind, he's pushing this cart with one hand. The, the, the cart was going every which way. Yeah, so he tried to make the turn, like a left-hand turn, and he tried to push the cart with his right hand, and he was struggling. It's like, I don't know, dipshit. Get off the phone. Have two hands. No, it didn't, it didn't register at all. And then when he when he realized he fucked up, he went to go turn the cart around, and you just can't do that with one hand at the angle that he was at. So it gave me a lane to get right past him. I'm like, thank God. So now I go back and I get, you know, I get some of the, the items that I need, and then I'm heading now towards the self-checkout. Now I'm in the same aisle that I just left the guy. This was about maybe eight minutes later, seven minutes later, somewhere around there. And he was there again. Now, now he's standing in right fucking smack in the center of the aisle, just just talking on the phone. Stationary, not moving at all. 
Now, what that was doing was it was pretty busy in there. Okay. Now, what it was doing was it was making all the other people go around him and disrupt the actual traffic in that whole thing. And he's standing at the mecca of it. He's the he's the cause of it. Standing right there watching all these people have to change their trajectory to go around him and he's just fucking standing there. And there was not enough room on the right-hand side of him for me to get by. And I couldn't go on the left side because all the people that he was blocking had to go there. So they were creating their own traffic lane. So I'm stuck behind his fucking dick bag again. So finally, like he got to like a, a, a part where like uh, he moved a little bit and there's little, a little bit of room so I can get past. And I only had one of them little, you know, I had the short bus cart. You know, so I kind of squeezed by him. And as I did it, when we were like shoulder to shoulder, I said it. I, I said it so other people can hear me tell him like fucking asshole as, as I went. I know he heard me. There's no way he didn't. Well, maybe he didn't because he's that fucking dumb. He's so consumed in his fucking conversation. <laughs> You remember when I told you guys that story about the, the old couple at Wawa and like it was an event just for them to order their food. It was a whole thing. He had, she had to put her glasses on and, and then the guy's phone rang and, and they, it disrupted everything. Did you ever notice people that are like over the age of 55 and they're in public whenever they got to use their phone, it's like it, it, the whole, the, everything has to stop. I got my phone. I got my phone. Now, now, now what do I press? What do I do here? And, and then they just create a lane of bullshit like everything is it's a, it's a big event when they use their phone like, okay here i go i'm gonna i'm gonna swipe i'm gonna log in I'm gonna, I'm gonna, everything it's like that's what he was doing at that moment in time it's like i gotta stop so after i got by him and said fucking asshole i go into the self-checkout line moments later i look to my left in front of me now he's at the self-checkout line he got a whole the, he got the minivan cart the entire fucking minivan cart and got one item the stupidity just kept building and building and building so i'm like okay there's no way i had like four things i had to ring i'm like there's no way he's getting out of here before me so thank god i'll get in front of him so we, we don't have to exit this place the same way we fucking entered it So I rang my shit up, and I know as soon as I am pushing my fucking cart to the front door, he got right in front of me again on the phone with the fucking shuffle. I'm like, now we're in the parking lot. Okay, like now I can I can knock that phone right out of your fucking head. You think he put his cart back? Of course he didn't put his cart back. He I I think he th- he thought the cart return was a fucking bus stop. Fucking dickhead. That guy was the dickhead of the fucking year. Mr. Talker on your cell phone in public. Anheuser Bush, St. Louis, Missouri. Jesus. We'll now take a quick pause for a word from our friends over at Wilkins Hyundai and Subaru. Hi, I'm Peter Griffin of the New England Patriots. I'm here to kick off the Touchdown of Savings Weekend at Wilkins Hyundai and Subaru. We will blitz the competition, and in no time, you'll be driving your new Hyundai or Subaru right to a touchdown. At Wilkins Hyundai and Subaru... 
We have Hyundais and Subarus. So be sure to get down to Wilkins Hyundai and Subaru this weekend. But I'm going to give you guys a random fact here. <laughs> it just makes it even more fucked up than it already is. I'm talking about how fucked up Disney is, man. Like they're it's just fucked up. And it's getting to a point where they're going to start they're going to start the fire sale at Disney. Like they're going to start selling it off in pieces because they they failed. They've lost in like the last year, I think they've lost over a hundred billion dollars. I I forget what the number is, but like, you know, again, go woke, go broke, right? But this just puts the icing on the cake. Did you know? <laughs> Did you know that the voices of Mickey and Minnie Mouse got married in real life? all the more normal <laughs> for Disneyland for sure alright it is time for that's fucked up on today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up that's fucked up <laughs> you know two the two most well known cities in America are just complete third world countries now New York and Los Angeles, okay? And it's it's all by design. It, it's it's by their leadership, okay? Like in California. And I'm, I'll say this right now on December, is it December 10th? Yeah. December 10th, 2023. I will say right now, okay? For those of you who don't know who he is, beware of Gavin Newsom. Just beware of that guy. He is the biggest snake there is. And he, I, I, I strongly believe he's going to be on the ticket next next year. All right, and 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 to the people who don't know who he is, okay, he's he's clean cut. He's a handsome guy. He's very very articulate in the way that he speaks and all that kind of shit. Much like there's another guy who did that that completely bamboozled this fucking country, Barack Obama. And now half the people who voted for him are, are realizing that they were bamboozled by him. Okay. But this is, by the way, before I even go any further, did you know that San Francisco is so bad as far, like from the homeless and all that kind of shit? This is funny. Now, this was brought up by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in the GOP debate last week, but this is a known thing since like the pandemic. San Francisco has a, San Francisco has a poop map. Meaning, you can see the area, and the browner the area is, the more human feces are on the fucking side, on the sidewalks in San Francisco, man. Like, holy shit, dude, really? You have, you have a poop map? What's that, for tourists? Oh, don't go into this shitty-ass area. Like, what the hell is going on? But the thing is, okay, and then then you got Kathy Hochul on the other side, and she's just a complete fuck, like I hate America, you know, bullshit, right? So what's going on is in New York, there it's it, it's very hard for them to hide exactly what they're doing now, and the New York citizens, liberal New York, is finally fucking waking up too. So 
So here's the thing, okay? Because there's so many migrants that have crossed the border in the last three years that are there because Kathy Hochul said last year, oh, we're a sanctuary city. We want all you people to come in. We want all the illegal. And, 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 and all the New York residents are going, no, in the fuck we don't. What the fuck is this? So not only that, they the, like half of them are put up at like the, the taxpayer dollars have to take care of these people. They don't have to by way of the Constitution. But, you know, what's the Constitution mean these days? So basically, we're, the, the taxpayer dollars are housing these migrants. Now, a lot of them are, you know, in homeless camps and, and shit like that. But there's a lot of them that are being put up, put up in hotels. They're all getting cell phones from the government. You know, that's all our money. Okay, but the problem is they, they there wasn't an end game for them. So they're they're burning through a shit ton of our money quick taking care of these people. So they had to create another fucking tax. And this is the most fucked up thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, the most congested areas in New York City. I, I forget when it's starting, but it's starting pretty soon because the bill got passed. And this is why everybody's leaving New York and California in droves, but this is this is a, a big reason why New York is going to take a big populist hit, too. To get into the congested, the most congested traffic areas in New York City, okay? Now, I'm talking about the people who go to work every day that have to drive through these con- congested areas. They have to pay now $15 each way just to, for the privilege of sitting in traffic. Each way. That's $150 a week. That is fucking $600 a month that you have to pay just to drive on a road in New York City. Why? Because they need money for all the fucking corruption and bullshit that they're doing. So yeah, we'll just we'll just tax them more. You know, like none of the, none of our tax dollars are actually being used for what we want them to or what they're supposed to be used for. So fuck it, we'll just keep taking it from them. $15 each way. That is absolutely fucking absurd. And trucks, like like commercial trucks, I think it's like $30 each way. Yeah, it doubles for each thing. Motorcycle, $750. And this is all so they can keep their fucking shit going. The fact that they have the audacity to make people pay $15 each way just to drive on a congested road to begin with just so they can carry on their fun and games of spending our money in all the wrong places. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's time for What an Asshole. What an Asshole! Now, I've been waiting, not just since the, the inception of this segment on this show, but I've, I've been waiting for this guy for 126 episodes now, okay? This guy, like I said before the, before the break, is in my top three and most likely is my most hated human being on the globe. I, I just, I hate this man with every fiber of my fucking being. He's the biggest asshole that there is. LeBron James. That motherfucker, like (laughs) in every single aspect of life, this guy is a fucking asshole. He's an asshole and he's fucking stupid. The problem with him was he was, you know, he was told he was going to be Jesus when he was 12 years old. 
and it went to his head. This this guy is one of the dumbest men on the planet. He had a 2.7 GPA in high school, okay? And there's a reason for that, because he's dumb. He's the dumbest, most arrogant, most entitled, attention-seeking fucking jerk-off is what he is. And he thinks just because, here's the thing. Now, there was a fox anchor, her name's, uh, anchor. Her name's Laura Ingram. And, and a couple years ago, he see, the, the problem is LeBron James runs his mouth about issues that he's just not smart enough to even put it to, to weigh in on. But he believes that it would be a crime that if every thought that he had wasn't shared with the world because the, the attention. He needs the attention. He's an attention whore. And the one time he came out, and it was one of the dumbest fucking statements ever, and it was when he also leads the league in deleted tweets because he tweets things that he thinks are profound but they're actually offensive and then people rip him on twitter and then he deletes the tweet i guess i fucked up there he does it all the time now he said there was a, there was a, an altercation in 2020 all right where t- it was a, it was a residential thing it was a domestic dispute of sorts and there was a black woman charging another black woman with a knife, and she was going to kill her. She was running up to her to stab her to death. All right, and the cop shot the woman with the knife and killed her, thereby saving the woman's life. But LeBron James saw white cop shoots black woman and didn't even read the story because, quite frankly, he can't read, which that was also proven as well. And he goes on a Twitter and he gets a picture of the officer that shot the woman and saved the woman's life. And he said, you're next. And he got murdered on Twitter because of it. And he deleted the tweet. That's all he ever does because he's fucking stupid. All right. Now say what you want, you know, say what you want about the George Floyd situation. Okay. But the bottom line is, okay, his autopsy did come out. And he had enough fentanyl in his system to kill an elephant. He was dying that day, no matter what, because he was a fentanyl he was a fentanyl dealer. By the way, I wonder I wonder how many lives he was responsible for. And let's not forget the cute little movie he did with his friends when he robbed the fucking house and held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach. But he has statues all over the place. All right, but it, it, it was it was fentanyl that killed him because he got pulled over and he had all he had his stash on him and he he ate all the fentanyl and proceeded to die. It's just it's what it is. But when it happened, LeBron James comes out and he says, "Oh yeah, now you all believe what Cap was saying? Now now you see what Cap is saying? You see what Cap is saying? Cap meaning Colin Cap Colin Kaepernick, who was like the most hated man on the planet. Deleted that tweet too." I haven't even gotten into his face yet. <laughs> One time, this fucking asshole was sitting there after a game, okay, and the, and the press comes up to him, and he acted like he was reading a book about Martin Luther King. Oh, man, you lying. You ain't never met Martin Luther King. Knocked the wind out of me. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did not. And he said, oh, yeah, it's a great book, LeBron. What's your favorite part about it? And he 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 was blank. He had no answers. Oh, just uh, let, let me make let me make it appear like I read, like I appear like I know something, like I appear that I'm somewhat intelligent. 
So he pulls that book out thinking people are, oh, people think I'm smart. Then they ask him a question about it and he can't fucking answer it. Asshole. Now let's get to his face. First of all, LeBron, LeBron, LeFlop. You're fucking bald, dude. Okay, it's time to go for the baldy. You, you're bald. Your hairline has been fucked up since 2011. Shave your fucking head. Idiot. And then just the placard of his fucking face. The, just the, his face alone. I fucking, man, that face is, it's not even a face a mother could love. It's just a, it's just an asshole face. You got an asshole face. Ass face, ass face. And don't even get me started on his fucking beard. What is that? It looks like it looks like a beard that he 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 puts on and takes off every day. It's like it's it's like he's not he's not made for a beard, and his beard is just weird. It's it's the weird shape. It's it's just it it doesn't even look real. All right, like I said, you know before, like like when when athletes were fucking men. Back in my day, and fans would scream at him. They would they would act like they weren't even in the room. LeBron James routinely has people kicked out who paid a lot of fucking money for their tickets, and they're allowed to say shit. They're fans. They're paying your salary. You fucking dickhead. Oh, you don't like the fact that that, that a, a person doesn't like you? Oh, well, let's have him ejected. Biggest flopper in the league. Every single fucking play, he's he's whining to the refs. He always has that crybaby look on his fucking face. And I can give you a 20-minute video of him just not even being touched and acting like he got anally raped. And that's what Laura Ingram got in trouble for because he kept on coming out with these dumb things you know, with social justice and all that kind of shit, because like I said, he he feel he needs the attention. He needs attention all the time. And Laura Ingram was like, just shut up and dribble. And she caught a lot of heat for that. But I mean, I gotta be honest with you, like every time this guy opens up his mouth, something assholey comes out of it. And then the worst thing, and this is another thing of, of how how self-involved he is and how in, and how he thinks. So here's the thing, and I've said this a million times. If you're the best at something, you shouldn't have to say it to people. They should be telling you, and that he gets ripped by the entire league for this because he came out and said, I'm the greatest basketball player to ever live. And the whole league was like, nah, you fucked up there. Like, you, you do, like let your peers say that about you. Don't come out there and say, you're, 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 no, because you're not. You're not. And I got to be honest with you. I'm not saying this because I don't like the guy. He's not even top five all time, in my opinion. He's just not. There are so many things that I could put up. I'm not going to, you know, say it on this show, but there are so many things that you can put side by side. Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. And it's it's a laugher. It's, it's a laugher. Because here's the thing, okay, dick face. In order to be the best at something, your record has to prove it. And yours just falls way fucking short, okay? Let's take the two goats in sports. I'm talking about, you know, the four major sports. We're going to take the two goats right now, okay? We're going to take Michael Jordan 
and Tom Brady. All right, now Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever. He's got seven Super Bowl rings, seven. That's more than every franchise in the league. He's been to 10 Super Bowls, and he's 7-3. and three. Michael Jordan has been to the NBA Finals six times. He won all six. LaFlop, LaFraud, LaDickhead has been to 10 NBA Finals, and he's lost six of them. He has lost as many finals as Michael Jordan won. And Michael Jordan never saw a game seven. How about that one, LaFuck face? How about this? How many players in NBA history have won the scoring title and made the all-NBA defensive team, first defensive team, the same year? Two guys did it. Not LaDickhead. He never did it. Kobe Bryant did it twice. Michael Jordan did it nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. That's just the examples I'm going to give. And then he does this thing where he, he, he motions... Like he's putting a crown on his head when he makes a big play. Like, I'm the king. Oh, you're the self-proclaimed king. You're the self-proclaimed goat. You're you're a self-proclaimed jerk-off. Is what you are. You need to keep your mouth shut. You need to go the fuck away, really. And stop starving for fucking attention. You're LeBron James. All right? There was a long time there you were the best player in the league. Just, just take it, you know, like you, you didn't see Michael Jordan and like Kobe come out and act like you. They didn't do that shit because they weren't children. You have the brain of a child in every aspect of life. You're a toddler. You throw tantrums when you don't get what you want. You say stupid shit. All of it. Every freaking piece of you. LeBron James. What an asshole. What a fucking asshole. Time for to get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. Get up. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Another indictment on today's generation and how stupid they are. All right. Now, when I saw this, I was so fucking mad because... It's it happens all the time, as you know. You know, if you stub your toe, you're a racist, no matter what you do. All right, but this is this is just the epitome of how stupid that whole movement is. Last week at the Kansas City Chiefs game, okay, an eight year old kid or nine year old kid, whatever the fuck, he's a kid. He was under ten years old. Okay, and he was wearing a headdress like he was a Chiefs fan, and he was he was also uh, had Native American in him. He wasn't complete, full Native American, but he had Native American heritage. So he goes to the Kansas City Chiefs team. He wears his Chiefs jersey. Okay, the Chiefs are, you know, an Indian tribe. So he wore a headdress, and he painted his face half red, half black. 
a young journalist decided to take a picture of his side profile, just the black side, and comes out with this big viral story that a nine-year-old kid was wearing blackface because he's a racist. I'm speechless. I, I really don't even have any words for this. He's a kid. He's dressing up like his heritage. It's his favorite football team. And, and he's a racist. It's unbelievable what these assholes, the, the, you know, the people who accuse, okay, the ones who say you're racist, you're racist, you're racist, they're probably racist themselves. But the, but the thing is this. All of your heroes have worn blackface. Okay, Jimmy Kimmel's done it. Jimmy Fallon's done it. Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, has done it. And they all they all forget. They all seem to forget that there's a cloud out there. Like, we can pull your shit. We can pull your card every time you say dumb shit. But it's just this generation today, man. They want to, they, like, every, everything is racist. Everything's offensive. Everything's fucking, you got vagina, sand in your fucking vajayjay. All right, segment over. I saw <clears throat> I was sent something by the Webbies. Now, the Webbies are, it's like an award show. It's like an online yearly award show. And it's a, it's a vast array of subjects it's almost like the 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 oscars you know they got best picture best soundtrack best score best this best that right and they said like you know enter enter your podcast in to be in the 2023 webbies and i'm like all right yeah i'm in (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i ain't gonna win anything but you know at least get it in there right so i go through this survey form and it said like you know which categories do you want to be you know nominated for or potentially nominated for and I picked like four or five of them, you know, and, and then it said, all right, so I entered them all in. It said next to go to the next page. <laughs> and it said, and it said, check out $2,601. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on a second. I have to pay to get into a goddamn award show. You fucking kidding me? How does that even work? Is it the guy with the, the most money wins? So I did. If I wanted to be in one category, it was it was $500. You're fucking nuts. Much like LeBron, I'm just a self-proclaimed Webby Award winner. <laughs> fucking dickheads. You nuts. Fucking paying $2,500 to, to, to enter that I'm not even going to win. Fuck is that, man? You know what I'm saying? I just don't get it. I got the, I got this thing. It's a feature on my car that I, I, I guess sparks more controversy than it does anything else because I get I get so much reaction out of this. It's just it's just hilarious. I got people who actually think it's me doing it. I got people who know it's not me doing it. But I got this feature in my car. Okay, where if you text me while I'm driving, it my phone will automatically respond. It'll say I'm driving sent from my car. 
and I get so much fucking reaction out of that from people. <laughs> it's funny as shit, man. Like my buddy Tony will be like, fuck your car. Like <laughs> after I text the bag, you say, fuck your car. Or my buddy Gubby calls it Kit, like from Knight Rider. He's like, fuck you, Kit, <laughs> when it comes to the thing. But the best is the people who actually think it's me sending the text message back, like physically. You know, it just says, it's just letting you know, like the reason why I'm not getting right back to you is because I'm driving. Hence the text, hence the text I'm driving sent from my car. I love the people though, when I send it and then it, they get the text back, I'm driving sent from my car and then they send back, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> As if I was like, I'm driving dickhead, you know, it's just, just to my car, let you know what's going on, man. You know, there's no reason to get upset. It says it's funny. It's so funny. I I hear that kind of stuff. But I finally figured something out. I never noticed why in 2023 articles are still doing fucking slideshows. You ever see that shit? And I have now figured it out with with, with why this happens. Okay. The deeper that you get into that slideshow is just the more advertising dollars that they're going to get. So it's like, okay, look at these stars from the 1990s today. I almost spit my drink out at number 27. So it ensures that you're going to fuck its clickbait to get you to go to the 27th page. Well, every time you hit that next page button, a whole new set of ads comes up for them. No, Nobody ever spit their drink out at number four. I've never seen that. 27 is usually the number. And it's, it's, it's others sometimes, but it's never like below 20. Fucking sneaks. Slime balls. And here's the thing about it. I, the, just the article itself. Like you go into the article, right? And they'll show like two fucking dicked up people, you know, speaking of which, remember when I was telling you guys about Tara Reed? And how, like, she's, like, fucking 65 pounds and she's all drugged up and she just doesn't look right. She can barely even walk because her head's too heavy for herself. Yeah, that happened to Jessica Simpson, too. And she, I saw an interview with her the other day and she was walking. She is fucking rail thin, okay? And she's like, yeah, I quit drinking. So, you know, it's great. I'm losing all this weight and blah, 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 blah. But she was clearly, she traded alcohol for pharmaceuticals. She was fucked up <laughs> like oh my god you know what i'm saying you know but they'll take somebody who's had something like like bridget fonda is a perfect example like bridget fonda is like 600 pound life now and and they'll and and the thumbnail will show like two people who actually just let themselves go since the 90s since they were stars so you click in there thinking every person that they're going to see like who, who didn't who, who's fucked up <laughs> you know like what's going on and you go in there, and it's just like, okay, here's Reese Witherspoon. And it's like her then versus now. Like, she looks exactly the same. And then if you actually take that slide to page 28, it's it's going to be like the most normal fucking thing in the world. It'll be like Topanga from Boy Meets World. And she looks exactly the same as she did in the show. And every single one of them do it. And the only, and the only ones that were fucked up were the two people they put in the thumbnail. I'm on to you now, you fucking chicken hawks. <laughs> I'm on to your shit. And that is all I got for you guys this week. 
great to spend my Sunday with you guys as always. And thankfully, the Eagles are playing tonight. So I don't have to worry about, you know, watching a half on mute while I'm doing this and all that kind of stuff. Big game, though, tonight. Big, 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 big. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. Oh, this is a biggie. Not just because it's Dallas, but I mean, if, if the Eagles lose tonight and San Francisco wins, the Eagles are not the one seed anymore and they won't get that bye. And, you know, in football, the bye means a lot. You know, you, you, you want to get that bye. So you got to get this one tonight. It's going to be tough. They're at Dallas. I mean, the, the earlier this year, they, they played in Philly and it came down to the, to the wire. So I hope and I need A.J. Brown to have a big game. If I somehow win this week and and my friend Chuck's dad loses, who's playing my friend Chuck, I'll make the playoffs. After the most fucked up fantasy year I've ever fucking had. (laughs) I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Injuries left and right. Just shit not going my way. No matter what happened. Like the ball just did not bounce my way in both leagues this year. But I can still get in. God damn it. Whew. Unbelievable. So here, let me see. So 17th. So we have two more live episodes here in season three. And then, like I was telling you guys last week, New Year's Eve will bear the best of season three. And some of the, you know, the emails have kind of slowed down a little bit and they've tapered off, which is okay because I, I got plenty of shit. But, you know, I'm just now, now I got to get it to the point where what's going to make it and what isn't because I don't want this to be three hours, even though this is the, this year has been the most content ever on this show. By far, I'll have to count up the hours because, like I said, you guys are getting an hour and a half every week now. So there's so much freaking content to pull from, and I'm trying to listen back to these things, you know, and try and mark down, yeah, that one's good. And, you know, like people agreed with certain ones that I picked. So I, got, I want to try to make it around two hours if possible. I think that's okay. You know, but three, I mean, three, like when I made the three hour one last year, that fucking took me forever. And not that I, I, I don't want to work for you guys, but it's it's tedious, <laughs> okay? It's tedious because I got to go back and find where it is in the episode, what minute it's at. You know, and then I got I got to I got to you know cut it, and then I got to record it, then mix it, then master it. It takes a long fucking time, <laughs> so you better be appreciative of that. God damn it! <laughs> you need to get a hold of me, Christian, at the thecrodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger, or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always. The C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. I had a blast, as always. I'm looking forward to next week, as always. I love you guys, as always. And that's just the bottom line. Looks like it's going to rain for the rest of the goddamn night, too. So doesn't matter. The Eagles on, so it's not a, you know, Eagles are on tonight, so it would be a balcony night for me anyway. But fuck rain. God damn it. So until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke, beat your fucking kids, take care.